friends welcome to uh open lines with holly and mark on open lines radio uh, hi holly i hi. felt like that was weird hi mark like i normally do the opening better it's was been it, a little was while it my side? What no, no. Hey, i feel mark. like it's normally hey, longer hey hey holly what happened to my intro 
What intro? My intro song. Oh, we changed the intro song Who's today. Uh, that kind of threw me off. I had my whole <laughs> opener sync to my intro. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. I mean, you got a Gemini, Thompson twin vibe on the breeze today or what? No, like no, what? no, I know. We were going to start today with um, Lana Del Rey heroin. Well, I had a better one. Though. Oh, you even had a better one? Well, when yeah. You about well, it? I had vetoed my own, but I thought it was mine to veto. And then oh. I find it pre-vetoed <laughs> with Thompson twins. Well, listen. And now I'm in a whole state. Well, listen, don't be in a state. I mean, I love that song. I well, can't even be mad. It, and it was very much in the same <laughs> vein of what I wanted to veto my original idea to. But what, well, what up? Here's what up. With that. Here's what up. Um, I got a, a message from a friend, Soraya the Great, who's going to be joining us here in just a minute. And she said, hey, if uh, I may be so bold... Could I request the opening song? And I thought to myself... If, if that is so bold, <laughs> said Soraya the Great, as she vetoed my intro song. I thought, I thought she is being bold, and I'm going to take that as a bold message from the universe to roll with it. All right. <laughs> That's what I did. All right, experiment house. I, well, here's what I thought. Here's what I thought. This is open line, so I'm being completely open, I, even in you know the what? intro I'm song. I'm totally just... Okay, initially I was like, I thought it was you and I was a little miffed, but I mean, if Soraya, would, maybe she was feeling a vibe, like I was feeling a vibe, like I said, her choice ended up kind of being pretty similar to my choice, even though that's just not what I had originally, anyway. It wasn't what was in your head, but, um, you know, maybe you should come it to was, the... It was, but you it should, wasn't. That may, was the maybe thing, you, so now I'm... Maybe you should come to the pre-show meetings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been... I have been late for pre-production. It's. I was gonna go into a little thing about what I've been up to, but I, you know, I'm still gonna kind of just say I've been transmuting in the trenches in a very real way, and I just don't want to expand on it any further than that at this time. And not just the trenches, like the heat. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's been. Yeah. Well. In the I've been exhausted. I'm sorry I've missed pre-production <laughs> meetings. I apologize. And it's all right. Listen, I don't want anybody to think that, like, just because we played some um, past interviews from the great philosophers of... And writers. And writers. And spoken word. Yes. That we weren't, like, interactive in the message of it because we totally listened. I just... We just... I don't know. It's been hot. It's, it's been really hot. hot. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way of saying it. And, and a lot of hot energy. And that's why I wanted to ask you, like, you've been down in the trenches. Like, what's the energy down in the trenches? It's difficult. I think, okay, so I actually felt very aggressive after work the other day. And it had been really hot and really humid. And I was like, am I manic? Am I having, like, a manic episode? I was, like, ready to just snap at the next person that looked at me funny. And like I googled, can extreme heat like give you rage and mania? Yes, the answer is yes, and it's being studied in the, more so in the past couple of years than ever before. But the correlation between um, your stress hormones spiking because of the heat, plus if you can smell fire on the wind, it like kind of puts you in a heightened anxiety mode. Like a state of animal alert. Yes, 
because, you know, it's on the wind. Like, mm-hmm. you can smell it, and uh, your eyes are irritated, and your throat's burning, and your hormones are spiking, and you're... For me, I've been sweating like crazy all day because I'm right in the California sun, and it's been... Brutal? It's been intense, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Do you see that... Um, it's a thing, though. Heat rage manifesting in other people? Yes. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> yes. They say one of the most common things is like people uh, zealously honking, overzealously yeah. honking for the slightest little, the slightest slight. I've noticed a lot of aggressive lots, just driving um, in general, but I'm getting old. I feel like <laughs> you always have, you're always like, look at this guy, but <laughs> I'm, I'm usually just like, but it's a real thing. Yeah. But I'm trying to, con- now that I know, the more you know. But it's good to be back. We're back. Sitting here talking to you. Yeah, it's nice. Thanks. Last week was Jack Kerouac. That was fun. Yeah, that was way good. I love it. We have the same birthday. I like... You know, that's right. I We're forgot Pisces. about that. We're Pisces twins. Me and Jack Kerouac on the March 12th. If you didn't listen last week, because you didn't think you were going to be graced with our beautiful voices. You still gave you an intro, st- though, didn't you? Not, very, not a very long one. You should still go back. You should go back and listen. That was fun. It was fun to listen to that. All right, what do you th- should we get going? Or are we going to yes, just sit please. here and talk about the past? Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Um, I have no idea, absolutely no idea where this is going to go. Um, Soraya sent me a message the other day and said, have I got something for you? And I really? said, I don't want to even hear it until you're ready to, t- to tell it. So I think she's ready to tell it. All right. Let's bring her on and see if she's there. Hey, Soraya the Great, are you there? Greetings and salutations, my people. <laughs> oh, hello. Hi. So nice of you. Nice to hear your voice. Hello, hello, hello. It's nice to talk to you guys. We've got our, our typical delay. I, uh, I didn't realize that I was vetoing Holly's song. Oh, I didn't you know were, that. You were in. It. <laughs> it's uh, okay. I'll I'm just allow going to it. go ahead and plow through the delay. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's 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 generally what we're going to have to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I was at work today, and I uh, I was putting stuff away as I do. And that song came up on shuffle, and I started to get into the groove of it, which was great because I was in a pretty gross mood. I was just grumpy and cranky, and I just felt I just felt so heavy today in a physical way and in a spiritual way. And uh, that song came up, and I suddenly thought to myself, "Oh, I'm gonna text Mark and ask if this could be the intro." And I did, and as soon as I did it, I went, "I don't even want to listen to this song again," <laughs> and I don't know why. I felt it was imperative that I just, you know, just try, just shout it out and see if, <laughs> see what will happen. But it did, and it happened, and maybe it means something to someone who's listening tonight. Because I don't know what it means to me. It's a good jam. Bizarre and cool. I love that I'm glad, song. I'm glad we played I it. I love that song. It wasn't yeah. really a veto, it was just a... Well, I just... I made an executive decision without consulting. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, 
what do you want to talk to us about today? What's I, you've got something on the mind. So I read the words existential crisis and boy howdy are those words that I'm familiar with. And in fact, when I told uh, I told my best friend today that I was going to be on the show and that I was going to talk about my existential crises, plural, and he laughed and threw his head back and he went, you are in existential crisis. So <laughs> we have lots and lots to unpack in a short amount of time. Um, what? Let's do it. I, uh, I recently went, I've been, okay, so I've been trying to practice, I've been trying to practice sitting meditations. They're very, very difficult for me. Um, when I, for those of you who don't know, the Cliff's Notes are that I've been really sick lately, and I had uh, a really bad bout of pneumonia, among other things, and what I've learned from all of that is that I am really bad at breathing. Um, I didn't even know that you could be bad at breathing, but apparently I am. I don't breathe fully, and I don't breathe, I don't fully expand my lungs, and I tend to hold my breath. Um, and I didn't realize the extent to which I held my breath until I kind of tuned in because I was meditating while I was driving and caught myself clenching the steering wheel. And, uh, and I realized that I'm kind of always like that, and I'm always that tense. So I've been practicing a lot of things. It's been a big season. It's been... Yeah, deep in the trench there with you, Holly. Um, because big things are happening. So, uh, while attempting to sit and practice, I've gone out into the woods recently and tried to sit with myself. And the other day, I actually went out with some friends, and we went to the lake and uh, sort of made a day of it. And I've learned, I've learned a lot of things. I've learned so many things. Um, for starters, I've learned that I don't have to hold on to the shit that I hold on to. And I didn't even know what I was holding on to to realize that I was holding on to it. And so it's just been, it's been like that. It's been about two years of that, honestly. But I feel like with everything that's happening lately, cosmically, we're, we're sort of reaching the head, you know? Things are sort of coming to a point here. And, uh, and then Mark put the call out and was like, hey, we're going to talk about existential crises. And it was just like, well, I guess we're doing this. I guess this is the thing that needs to happen. So, um, the, uh, I don't even know, I don't even know where to start. I do know. I was listening to a podcast the other day while I was working, um, and they were talking about, I was listening to, uh, Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. And incidentally, I had just finished listening to the most recent episode of Vocal Minds, because that's what I do. I listen to you guys at work the next day. Um, and they were talking about traumatic separation from between children and parents and what that does to a child and what uh, long-term lasting effects that has on someone's psyche. And I was listening to this episode and I was thinking, as I do very often, about all of the terrible things that happen in this crazy modern world in which we find ourselves. And as I was thinking about, you know, these kids that we're just completely fucking up, pardon my French, but we're just completely ruining these children's lives. And, you know, it's the most horrible thing because it's like, there's no immediate solution for this. And those kids are going to grow up like the damage is done. You've done the thing. And now they have to grow with it and they have to live with it. And I started to cry. And I realized after a second that I wasn't crying about these kids anymore. I was crying for myself. 
and the full weight of it just sort of shook me when I realized that I've been sitting on this my whole life. This happened when I was a kid and I know about it and I've talked about it and I've shared it with people, but I haven't ever fully like acknowledged the truth of it to myself and what it's done to me and what the nature of my life has meant for me as a person and like what kind of person I've become because of the life that I've lived. So if that's not an awful lot, I don't know what is, but um, I figure this is, this is it. This is just the perfect window to just, just, just get rid of it and to just stop carrying it around and stop letting it be this big thing that I haven't been dealing with. And, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. How do you do that? How does anyone do that? Well, here's how <laughs> you shout into the void and see, and see if anyone's listening. I guess that's how I'm going to attempt it. Um, but, uh, when I, Jesus, when I was a kid, uh, I was about, let's see, maybe like eight years old. And, um, my dad was an investment banker. And he started the first Islamic investment bank in America. And uh, in summary, Islamic banking deals without interest. That's what distinguishes it from you know, any other type of regular, regular banking. And uh, because of the nature of his work and because of the nature of his clientele being you know, mostly big money coming out of the Middle East, um, when I was about eight years old, that was like the year 2000, Two, 2003 maybe something to that effect I'm not gonna actually do the math but um, that was you know very shortly after 9-11 and the world became a different place and what that meant for an Islamic bank in America that was pulling in buku bucks from you know oil barons and families like the bin Ladens meant that the head of that bank was you know, public enemy number one in Uncle Sam's eyes, or at least number, you know, seven or eight or nine or ten. It was a very long list at the time. Um, so I remember being a kid and being asked to put on a really nice outfit by my mom uh, because we were going to pick up my dad from the, from the airport from a business trip, and she wanted us to look nice, and I had to wear these stupid pants with fringe at the bottom and I was really mad because they didn't have pockets and I couldn't bring anything to entertain myself and um we uh my mom and my little sister and I waited at the airport the international arrivals gate and waited and waited and waited and waited and waited for about two hours or so and uh at some point a guy in a suit came out and talked to my mom and after he talked to her sort of sent us on our way and we left and I wondered, and I probably asked my mom, like, hey, what's up, lady? Like, where's Pops? What are we doing? And what had happened was that my dad uh, had been taken into custody by some FBI agents and was then held without, without uh, charge or sentence under the Patriot Act for the next several years. And then mm. um, he was moved around the country, and we didn't know where he was for a really long time. And he was used as a material witness in a number of, like, terrorist cases that were being tried by the government at that point. And um, that was it. That was my life from then on. And the reality of what it meant to have a parent as a political prisoner was my reality from then on and has been my reality since. And, um, you know, it's 
it has really shaped a lot. I've been, for starters, I didn't realize uh, that the anxiety that I feel was probably directly caused by, you know, not having one of my parents, but also the nature in which my parent was taken away from me. And then the, the, the depression, I mean, like, that was obvious. I knew I was depressed and I knew that, you know, <laughs> ridiculous things happened in my life. But I didn't realize that what effect that stress had on my central nervous system and how as a developing little person, that level of trauma is so serious and that's so much to live with your whole life and to never be able to talk about is the worst part because it's so big. It's so ridiculous to be like, oh yeah, my dad was on the cover of, you know, the Washington Post with a picture of Osama bin Laden next to him. Like you can't just, you can't just share that with people. And if you do, it's really like, nobody knows how to respond to that. I don't know how to tell that story. And I've tried and I've, you know, told some friends and things over the years, but like, Jesus, it's a big deal, you know? There's nothing casual about that. That's like, I don't know. So dealing with the implications of just being allowed to say like, hey, this is my life. This happened to me. This is, you know, this is why I am the way that I am has been revolutionary because whatever, like whatever, it's just my life. It's just my life. And that's just how it is. And that's just how I have experienced it. But you know, in the meantime, it's been a roller coaster. It's been an absolute mess. It's been such a mess, but a fun mess and a beautiful mess and a mess that I've tried to enjoy and tried to make the most out of, but like, you know, a mess. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so now I, I find myself trying to sit and to recognize all of these other things that I've been, that I've just been living with, but not fully fully taking and fully owning and fully putting back out into the world like I don't need to hold on to this I don't need to carry this around this isn't this doesn't have to weigh me down you know I mean it's crap and it sucks and it's there and it's something that people can relate to I mean I'm not the only person in America that this has happened to and yet every time I feel like I've ever tried to reach out or to to try and find any kind of justice or even just, you know, support. It's just nothing. There's just a big black hole out there. And that's cool. That's fine. I don't want to be upset about it anymore. I don't want it to be a secret anymore. I don't want it to be, you know, this stupid cross that I have to bear. Whatever. There's so much other shit going on that I have to deal with. So I went to the woods with my friends on uh, whatever, someday this week, and I sat there, and I had this really profound moment where, where I, I just, I thought about myself, you know, and I thought about the space that I'm allowed to take up, because I don't allow myself any space, and uh, I try and make myself as small as possible, and I try and make myself as unnoticeable as possible, and I don't even really know when I started doing this, but I know that I do this and I know that it's been a big deal. I mean, I almost died this year and that is the silliest thing. I still can't wrap my head around it. Like, how do you get to a point where everything is better than it's ever been? I am more in charge of my own life than I have ever been. I have more authority and I'm totally accountable for everything and everything is beautiful. And yet, and yet here I am with all of this shit that I have yet to deal with, 
and it weighs me down and it weighed me down to the point where I just got tired of carrying it. I just got tired of carrying it. And now I don't have to anymore and that's pretty cool. <laughs> and I don't know what that's going to do and I don't know, you know, what the point of I, I, there is no point. The point is just that I don't want to deal with it anymore. I don't want to, or to not deal with it, rather. Um, and, you know, like, it's only the tip of the iceberg is the thing. There's so much else. There's so many other things, and there's so much else that I want to do. And I'm allowed to do all of those things, and I'm allowed to be whatever I want, and this does not have to define me, and this does not have to shape my identity. And that's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool realization to have come to. Yeah, sorry, I'm just taking it in. <laughs> it was, it was, Questions, uh, comments, dirty jokes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have something you want to say, Holly? It looks like you have something you want to say. Uh, I was... Yeah, see, it's a lot. I know it's a lot. It is, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that and, and just being brave enough to put that out there and you shouldn't have to carry it anymore and wow I just what you've just overcome is huge and I like you say you don't know what will come of it but I think you already secretly do know um, how things are about to change for you and how and how you're gonna have room for so much more um, without carrying this around and it's not diminishing the impact or the pain or the implications of anything like that um, for you to be able to uh, put it down for a while or forever. It doesn't diminish anything for you to not carry it. And I think <laughs> it, I'm just, I'm really proud of you and just thank you for sharing that. Like I'm, I'm getting emotional. And as you're talking, it's so strange. Like the little feral cat came and like rested right outside the door like that's the closest she's ever gotten to me in like six months but like she heard your voice and she just like came and laid down to listen <laughs> that is wild that's beautiful so and I think too like like it, it is a lot to to live with um hold pushing it down you know what I mean like not dealing with it and not addressing it because there's, it does feel like there's not room for like new experiences to come in because you've got this 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 dark secret, you know. Yeah, and once you it let it free, needs to be acknowledged. Things like this need free, to be acknowledged yeah. because you're a kid and you're going along and you have your viewpoint on life and the way things is and are the way things are. I can't <laughs> talk. Um, and you're generally trusting of the universe that's been kind of presented to you, and then. All of a sudden, this sudden change, the whole vibe of your family situation changes and shifts and you know, like something's up, but they're not going to tell you the whole truth. No one will actually like hear you out. Like that's, that's, that's way heavy for a kid to carry. Absolutely. The, just the proxy nature of that negative energy. Um, I'm so glad you're, you're free of it. That's a lot. Yeah, you know, it's it's a, it's one of the, the earliest traumas that I think I maybe experienced and I didn't realize that by not dealing with it I've I've 
developed this habit of not dealing with anything. And I, and I hold on to everything, every single experience, mostly the negative ones that happens to me, I hang on to. And then that becomes my reference point for everything that, that happens after that. And so I've developed all of these really, really negative habits and these really negative thought patterns. And it never occurred to me that it stemmed from that because that was always just kind of a given that happened so early on that it was just like, oh, well, that's life, you know, but and I know like there were obvious things that I could trace back to it. Like I'm really politically, I'm really bitter and jaded because I've seen a lot. I saw corruption and I saw deception and I saw the truth of what, you know, our American government and justice system was from a very early age. And as I grew up, I was very politically active and, and, you know, being a non-white person in a white person's world, your experience is just colored by things of that nature anyway. And because this was my starting point, I've just been very cynical. And I know that this is where it comes from. But I didn't know how to deal with that. I don't know how to stop being that cynical. And I don't know how to stop being jaded. And I look around me and, you know, the other day uh, in the woods, to just be able to sit and to meditate and to exchange healing energy with with other beautiful people who are all on the same wavelength as you and to frolic and to play and have fun. I mean, when was the last time I had any friggin' fun like that, you know? And the whole time, there's still there's still this heaviness and there's still this like lack of enthusiasm, you know, like life is so beautiful. And I sat there and I was so connected to it. I saw it. I could feel it. I knew it was around me. And I, I felt the full weight of my reality and the reality of, you know, the people around me and how each one of them is their own private universe. And it was so profound and so beautiful. And I did not give a shit. Like I, I did, I cared, but I didn't feel it. You know what I mean? And I don't know how to get past that now. That's my struggle now is I don't know how to move beyond that. And I'm hoping that by clearing up some, some of this trash, this head trash and this spiritual debris, hopefully things will start to get more exciting because I have all of this enthusiasm. I just don't feel it. Life is so exciting and so beautiful. And there's, I mean, honestly, I knew that if I didn't do this and if I didn't talk to you guys, then I also would never follow through on this other project that we have in the wings because I just don't trust my own voice. You know what I mean? I just don't trust that on any given day, everything is going to remain daisies and sunshine because there's always, there's always that anxiety waiting in the wings. And there's always that idea of like, Oh God, what if this is too big? Or what if I'm going to talk about things that I shouldn't be talking about? Or what if I put my foot in my mouth and you know, someone hears it and I can't talk about all the things I really want to talk about because if I get into politics, then, you know, that gets too close to whatever and blah, 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 blah. No, I'm sorry. Fuck that. Pardon my French again. But that's, we just don't have the time for that anymore. Life is too short and I don't have the space for that anymore. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this will help and that I can just do the, the things that I need to do. I, I, sat there and I meditated and I heard myself for the first time probably in years and I was screaming take care of me take care of me I don't take care of myself this is such a huge part of taking care of myself and being nice to myself and allowing myself the space to exist comfortably you know and to heal like homie chill out life is not not as terrible as it has been and it doesn't need to feel that way ever again even when bad things happen I need to figure out how to process that shit. <laughs> I need to figure out how to roll with the punches, you know, and not hang on to it. <clears throat> you do. You do because it doesn't really it I doesn't really matter. Sitting there and really listening to myself. 
sorry we got this delay thing going on again but it doesn't sorry, it doesn't you go it, ahead you go no, for it no it doesn't really matter like what punches life's throwing at you i mean whether it's your your dad being a political prisoner or whatever you're facing today you know just traffic it's all it's, life life is suffering it's shit there's so much shit in this life you have to let it go if you carried every piece of shit that you stepped in man that's a lot of shit right you're looking at me like, like I'm crazy yeah honestly <clears throat> and and it's beautiful it's it's great to be it's great to be in the headspace that I'm in right now because this is I don't know everything just seems so fluid and it seems like first of all it seems like things are a lot brighter cosmically for everyone I don't know how much stock I can put into anything at this stage in the game but with everything that's been happening lately and with where all the planets are I feel like these are the malarkey olympics that I've been training for my entire life like what are there how many planets are in retrograde right now five six what is that about I am here for it I'm ready let's go but um um despite that there's still you know there's still that that worry like that voice in the back of your head that's like okay cool 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 this is good, this is great, this is fine, but don't get too comfortable, <laughs> you know? Or, you know, like, stay vigilant, like, something always happens. The wheel is always in spin, and I know this. I just don't want to feel tense about it anymore, and I don't want to... Yeah, I don't need to worry about it. Um, but by that same token, I would like to be excited. And I've gotten, I've gotten really good about not being worried, but I'm not good about maintaining the excitement and the enthusiasm and the joy de vivre, you know? Like, <clears throat> I don't know where that goes, so I don't know how to always bring it back. And it feels like um, having to maintain my own cups and, you know, keep them overflowing, as it were, is tricky business. And I don't really know what I'm filling them with. <laughs> um, actually, that's a lie, because the other thing that I realized, having sat in the woods... Uh, was that I care so much about my work. I care so much about my work, and I devote so little of my time to my work, and that includes things like the Sainted Path, you know? I have all of these ideas and all of these projects and all of these things that I want to be doing, and I want to be doing them now, and it feels like there's so there's just such little momentum and everything is moving so slowly, and there's all of this healing that has to be done first, which is great and beautiful, and I'm here for it ready to facilitate it but you know this shit's boring too like what do you do <laughs> what do you do about that i'm just totally feeling the same way lately i've totally i totally feel that like there are times when i have so many different inspirations and i used to have like enough energy to totally pull it off and lately it's just it's really hard to find anything extra for anything um and I don't I I mean maybe it is I actually read something about retrograde that was like it's kind of like stealing a little bit of time back because you might not be able to like reverse your physical body but you can use a retrograde to kind of revisit a past trauma really flush it out for good and allow that kind of retroactive space to um manifest so you can literally pack it up and put it away 
let go of it, let it float out into space, which you've done today. So proud of you. I mean, you're, you really are transmuting, but you're, you're a transmuter. You attract things to you magnetically just so you can work on them and work on changing them. Plus you have your own ideas going all the time. You're such an empath. It's crazy. <laughs> it's exhausting. But I think it's going to lift soon. <laughs> Breathing helps. Giving yourself exhausting. some time to breathe. <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> Fully with the lungs. I'm working on that too. Oh, man. Yeah, man. I uh, was listening to the episode of Open Lines that you guys did, um, I don't know, a few episodes ago. And I think it was Amanda was talking about astral projection. And, um, geez, she got me with that breathing, though. I was listening to it, and then I caught myself like, oh, God, like, now I'm going to be doing this all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's been, it's been good. It's been necessary. Well, good. That's, um, this has been good. This is not what I was expecting. <laughs> when you were talking about an existential that. crisis. No, no, well, Soraya always blows me away. What do you want me to say? <laughs> yeah, true, true. This is a huge breakthrough. <laughs> so, so what are you, so, so now sure that you, you so. now, now it you're going to go back and. It feels like everything else lately and it just feels like a matter of. And, and you're going to go back and you're going to re-listen to this. And you're gonna um, hear your voice, and we're gonna get the sainted path going again, <laughs> and share more, <laughs> and not be afraid to share your voice because it's helpful to so many people. Like this is going yeah. to, by by you kind of giving this to the universe as a gift for a lesson for the greater good, a lot of people are gonna find an uplifting way through some of their trauma. Just, just through the vibration of your voice, because you really, you mean it when you say it. You can tell. It gives me chills all over. Come on. But now let's take it. Let's take it a step higher and um, let's come <laughs> out of the, Let's come out of the past. And what's your message for mm -hmm. the present and moving into the future to everybody listening? My message for the present is definitely try your hardest to focus on all the nice things. Not even to say the good things. I hate that. That's so hokey. I mean, it's true. Like, look around and take stock of all the good stuff. But figure out the little stuff, the little baby stuff that gives you joy. Because lately, for me, that's, that's it. That's the stuff. That's, like, the instant gratification. Like, oh, it's raining. I let, Thank God. It's been a hundred and a million twelve degrees today. Million twelve, she said. <laughs> but, um, you know, this rain is beautiful. This is great. Oh, the sun is shining. Fantastic. I'm basically a plant. I'm a living organism. I need this sun. Thank you, God. Whatever it is on any given day, in any given moment, where I recognize that I feel like a turd, I just gotta find. I gotta find something. Whatever it is, and that's all that I seem to be able to do. And if that's making a mark, or if that's Oh my goodness, I went to put gas in my car and I pull into the pump and I just started shouting, just like, just, it started as a guttural noise and it ended as a scream and I, 
felt really good about it afterwards. And then I look over, and the guy at the pump next to me has fully leaned over. Like, he is fully doing a lunge to look at me in my car. <laughs> because I seemed crazy, and apparently I was very loud. But you know what? You do what you gotta do. Must have had some good acoustics in the at the gas station pavilion. Got inspired. Sometimes you just have to. Sometimes you just do. I love you so much. Thank you for sharing that. You guys are the best. You don't even know how important <laughs> and how magical it is that I even have this. That this even exists and that you guys do this. And as far as the future goes, I mean, all I can do is continue to be completely clueless and completely bold because that's all that I'm doing. I'm just flying around by the seat of my pants and I have no idea what's going on. But I know that I'm going to start talking to other people about their experiences in this life and, you know, where they're at in their journey on their scenic path. And that's what this whole new thing is all about. This project is so that I can flesh out all of these things that I care so much about and that I think about all the time. And I feel like I don't have a, you know, a, a way to share it. I don't have a way to unpack these ideas. Well, here we go. I'm going to start talking about it. And I've gotten all of my friends excited about it. And I've lined up interviews with all these people to just, to just do it, to just connect with each other and to recognize each other's humanity and to put more voices out there and to further the spirit of this beautiful thing that you guys have going on. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks so much, Soraya. Oh man, that was, what do you think? Wow. I mean, I don't even know what to say after that. It was just such a great breakthrough. Um, I and know. she said it so well. Oh man. I mean, just really. One thing, one thing I'm, I, okay. So she needs to get back into a non-committal relationship with her art. So she doesn't get so, so she doesn't overwhelmed feel so committed by her million by it to it. commitments yeah. to all of her beautiful ideas because they're all kind of equally Agreed. beautiful and inspiring. Agreed. But, yeah. You know, one thing that I'm finding, like, this, this technology that we have here on Mixler with, with these with these Skype calls, we got to find a better way. Oh, I, I think that, but then this delay, it kind of forces us to shut up and let them talk. And, man, it's like, I can't believe how she carried that. It was so great. I always expect you to talk first so I kind of draw a double lung breath for that delay that was a long one but yeah you're right maybe the mindful pause is where it's at yeah hey um coming up on Sunday the uh, Hobo Safe Camp virtual podcast have another episode oh yeah what is it I, um, let me think. It is, uh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I know people by their Instagram names instead of their real names. Um, I'm blanking out. She Went Wandering. Oh. <laughs> anyway, tune in on Sunday. You put me on the spot and I, my mind blanked. Tune in on Sunday for uh, an episode of of that and then on Monday mornings the Monday mixtape that's been kind of fun except here's the thing with the Monday mixtape I have to leave for work like immediately when it's <laughs> over I have to get up I do it I, I end and I'm out the door so like it's got it can only be like 
45 minutes to an hour because that's all the time I have on Monday mornings. Oh, but Angela. Angela Hartman. That, oh, yeah, that's who she, I was like, but that wasn't always her name. And I had to remember to when it was broadcast the first time. Okay, so, anyway. Yeah, so tune in it. for that. Okay. On Sunday, Sunday, Monday mixtape. At some point in the future, we'll have the sainted path. You just heard Soraya the Great. She's going to be a voice that we hear. I know she's overwhelmed. I'm not putting any pressure. It'll come when it comes. Then, and, and what you just heard, like that's this is one an, an example of like what we're trying to do here. It's just open up to as many different voices as possible. Now she's going to do a show where she's also interviewing people. So you get people that she's interviewing on a completely different wavelength than what we're talking to. And it's just a, a matter of just opening up these lines for as different, many different voices. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. New networks. Excellent. Excellent. So we have Deborah. Let's get to it. On the line, I believe. Hey, Deborah, are you there? Yeah. I am here. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, Hi, welcome. Deb. Always I'm a here. pleasure. Always a pleasure. Maybe on the on since we're both on the west coast, we won't have such a I huge think delay. Her. Yeah, it already sounds like it's better. Maybe not perfect, but better. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, that was quite a a ride. <laughs> <laughs> Good to be and, back. And let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, Deborah. You know um, that is so interesting. I. I, I had this, um, I, we had you already lined up, and Soraya sent me a message the other day saying, well, I have the story, and I thought, I didn't even know what she wanted to talk about, but I thought, she's got to go first, because it doesn't matter what you talk about afterwards, I know you're, you're right going like to be Deb's able like to right help in. her make sense yes, of what she's got going thing. on. I totally thought the same thing. Even if you don't even talk about what she said, whatever, I know whatever you talk about is going to take us there. <laughs> Yeah, that is so insightful. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. This I was actually going to my original thought, but one always knows with you all that it can go wherever it's going to go, and that's where it's meant to go. Um, was talking about my uh, voyage to my future life, my next life, which was in the higher vibrational new earth and very positive and uplifting because we're all going through all this tough stuff as they say this week and let me just say that my week um, to tap into what Soraya was talking about is that I've been was just called by clients all over the place to do deep energy healing and I've done a lot of four-directional healing, if you're familiar with that. It's going back to your original wounding in this lifetime. And then I take it back to the original wounding in past lifetimes. And we're talking the really deep, deep, go-there-deep stuff. And this is the time for this. And what she's talking about on a big level because I come from the East Coast and sort of the power group. I worked twice with a U.S. Senator's daughter this week. And, um, you know, the deep, dark stuff that people are holding on to. This time period, it really is a portal to release. It absolutely is a portal to release. And... Uh, 
part of the four directional healing is about discovering your original woundings. And I also went back and did mine as well and um, went deeper than I had before. And it's often not what you think, usually not what you think. Um, and when, once you've done that, you go and uh, you actually go to the different directions, but what would your destiny be like if you'd not had this wounding, if you could release it fully and let it go? And, you know, it, within the framework of, of the energy work, we discuss that and the person I'm working with says that. And um, then we go back and, you know, we've all made contracts as to who we are in this lifetime, who our parents are, why we're on this earth and how much karmic work we're going to do. And some of us have taken on some pretty heavy loads. And that's really what it's truly about. And so you get an opportunity to review your contract and ask to be released and to have the spirits burn it and then ask if you can have a new contract that will allow you to pursue your destiny released of the wounding, having that karmic cycle erased and, well, not erased, but completed. So this has been my work this week, along with, guess what, doing uh, guided meditations for, for light and breathing with people <laughs> in the woods. No way, no way. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's way, I'm like, wait a minute, I, I'm, I'm back, you know, <laughs> doing what I've been doing all week. Are you there? Yes. Yeah, we're here. Hello? Yeah, we're here. We're still here. Okay, okay great. Um, yes, it's, it's, it's the main... Great. When, can you hear me? Um, yeah, we can hear you great. When she was talking, I just totally felt that connection. Okay, good. Um, so, now... This is what that energy is all about. This is this retrograde, all these retrogrades, is all this coming up. And people are coming out of the woodwork being bold, and it is so beautiful. It is so beautiful. And I've been so moved to be a part of that, and that's why I decided that I will start, that's my coming out, because there's part of my life and part of the people that I'm around that think of this as woo-woo stuff, you know? Mm. So I'm, I'm going out there more, being my true self of who I really am and, and sharing what I, you know, spent so much time training to be and working on, so... This is really um, a great opportunity to share some of that, that deep work. And um, what I'd like to do as I'm moving forward is um, talk about what I'd originally um, thought I would open with, 
was the fact that I do do past life regressions and uh, was taught all these different things. I do have a, a ministerial degree in holistic healing and counseling, but I also apprenticed with a very powerful metaphysician who taught me many, many things and even went to the White House with her, I think I may have mentioned in the past. And she had some pretty interesting clients. And, you know, as Soraya, people who have been around powerful people often have some very powerful and dark secrets and things to overcome and a lot of karma. But I decided that I would do a future life progression. And I decided to do it on myself. And um, it was really, really wonderful. And I went to the year 2080. So I thought with all of this negative energy and all the things that we're moving to through that, or I should say difficult energy, I don't want to say negative, but it's getting rid of, it's having this incredible opportunity. And as dark as it is, and people are going to anger and whatnot, and if uh, people have been reading my posts, I keep going back to breathing, be in nature and kindness to oneself and others, is that it gets better. It really does. And we are moving to, there is the new earth, there is the, the higher vibrational earth, the next dimensional earth. And um, the shift is upon us, it's coming upon us. And so I will take us now to 2082, I believe was the year, my next incarnation on the earth, and I've been told it will be my last one as you know in body so it is a really beautiful place and a peaceful place and a calm place um i'm living in i let me say that i, I did these alternative things of going into my future self's body and experiencing the world around me being in that body and then lifting out of the body, because, you know, astral travels, one of my things, and going around and looking at not only the community, but the planet. And let me say that the planet did have less inhabitants and lots more animals and was really, really beautiful and lush and it seemed to have less technology, but actually we were the technology. Uh, in other words, so much of what we could do is done by thought that, that people were much more able to read each other's thoughts. We were able to um, lift out of our bodies. It was very typical, but there also were these wonderful um, anti-gravitational globe sort of vehicles that we could go to move to different places. And it's interesting because I did think about Holly <laughs> because, um, and her, I, I've seen her so many times, images in greenhouses that there were a lot of greenhouses 
and all this wonderful way of harnessing the energy from Gaia, from the earth, and harnessing the energy of the sun. And I also wanted to mention when I said that there are less people, that um, there's been a lot of talk about what will happen when there's a vibrational shift of those who aren't vi higher vibrationally, uh, vibrational enough to go through the shift. Well, there are a lot of uh, beings out there um, that one needs to be aware of that really feed on negative energy and fear, as well as human beings that do the same for control. And truly what is going to happen is that um, there will not be anything that will happen as far as killing off all human beings and the earth and then having these other ones live this great life. It's simply going to be a shift where um, the third uh, dimensional, third uh, humans that haven't reached higher dimensions will simply stay here and reach and, and live out their karma and that there those we can definitely shift between worlds and dimensions. I've been doing it all my life. Um, so that we will go to another space and it will be like a parallel world and we will be those of us who go through the shift will be um, living out on and, and moving up because there are higher dimensions than that um, and living out our karma in that. But the Earth is a very special planet and is the Earth plane school. And so those who need to be still learning, you know, there are people in kindergarten, there are people in graduate school on the planet. That all will happen, but it was um, a very interesting thing to see. Um, I lived in a house on a cliff, and the house was built into the cliff. If you think of, um, say, Frank Lloyd Wright's falling waters, but set into a cliff where there's glass all the way around, and you are making... Uh, uh, good use of solar energy and the warmth from, um, you know, uh, thermal energy from the earth. And uh, it, it was set up such that it very easily cools. It's like the earth ships that people build with using earth and different things and, and, and mounds to um, live well without high technology and yet it is high technology because it's making the best use of all resources without pollution and negativity so did you have any questions about any of this yeah I, by I, any I, chance it, it's a it's a it's a great uh it's it's, it's good to know that maybe people get it together on some level but what i want to ask you is is because you're referring to it in the past tense do you think that or do you think of it more as these as past lives and future lives all occurring simultaneously 
and that's maybe it's just a layer upon layer or is um how do you how's time well factor in did i say it like past yeah, yes, it's just I really interesting to me. Right, right, right because you're recalling right. since I went yeah. there. Right, you're recalling the memory, but but, but as you're I saying I, it, so the tense is didn't even I didn't even realize. That. No. no, it's but it's, yes, no, it's cool. actually, it's cool. I if like you want to know the bottom line truth that I'm revealing here, is that everything everything is the same time. The time is a loop, and time, we can move backwards and forwards. There is the capability of that, and more and more people will understand that they can do that. And all knowledge is out there. It's about being on the same vibra vibratory level, and um, the Akashic record is real. All knowledge is real, and everything is, you can access, anything if you're able to to meditate or and, and and understand teach yourself or have someone else teach you how to vibrate to a certain level and it's all about focus and um, I did it naturally and then had to figure out how to explain it and teach it to others but I've been doing that sort of thing since I was little and um, the same way that I can access information for others, for myself and others in past lives or help them. And a lot of times I try to see if people can see, for instance, their past lives or original woundings themselves. I take them there on that path. And a lot of times they feel it and sometimes they see it. But if they can't see it, I will I will see, tell them what it is there that they're feeling and then it really usually clicks in for them. But that's available to everyone. It really is. It's a matter of, um, again, it's, it's focus and understanding. Understanding that there's a possibility. And I know that I was uh, a seer in many in different lives in, in, in different ways. And that I'm really accessing other lifetimes and I've always been aware since I was very small of other lifetimes um, and I know I've shared that before so yes Mark, that's so funny that you caught me on that because I'm, I'm remembering which is in the past the future which is in the future but it, it is all at the same you know just like I was saying that there's Two different Earths, but they're just parallel to each other in different dimensions. Right, right, and I so, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I caught you on it. It was just an um, observation thank you I made. For pointing that <laughs> no, out. It's funny. Like I'm like, okay, he's just gonna go like multiverse theory, and she still was like, I'm joking oh. when I. <laughs> you totally nailed it anyway, and I love the way you teach, and I love the way you share things. Um, in, like I love that you've done the work and gone through the steps so that you can explain it in such a, a clear way that um, so many people can tune into the vibe of and it really helps and as you were talking I was thinking and I was like I know that we can do this like I know that the future that will harness these good energies and that we'll be smart and we'll, we'll 
self-correct at some point and I think the more we talk with each other the more we connect with each other and the more we forgive each other practice loving kindness without being a doormat I think like that's the work that's the building brick for for the next dimension for the new earth that we're going to step into and the stuff that doesn't fit through that fine crystal grid at first because we've built our web um you know they'll they'll stay in the lower vibrations until they learn their lesson on how to how to work through their negative energies and how to how to transmute that shit into the higher i totally am feeling it love it thank you that's exactly a, a perfect topic. Thank you, Holly. That's that's very well said. And I I just I wanted people to know that all this work we're doing, there is a payoff. <laughs> that's really what I wanted to do was to share the payoff. And it's interesting. I didn't see people carrying around cell phones because they could talk to each other telepathically and get it just fine. You know, without AT and T or Verizon, right? Well, we're owning uh, that technology but we now. But we can visit each share. other and travel in in photo. Absolutely, we're we're sharing by vibration, and it's quite beautiful. And what you've been setting up is quite beautiful. And um, it's interesting. I had. Um, thinking back to Soraya and different things and people that you're not supposed to say and do things with or talk about. Um, I had a visit from my East Coast power Harvard lawyer brother who works with a lot of big corporations and the government and all kinds of, as an advisor, all kinds of different uncertain things. Anyway, um, you know, I was talking to him about the different things he's that I'm working on, and he goes, "Yeah, this is all really interesting and everything, except for the weirder stuff." And he said it weirder, like that. spoken like so, a Harvard lawyer. I was out there with right. him. That's just fine. <laughs> Get over. It. Exactly. Get over it, bro. <laughs> So it's <laughs> it's been quite the journey. But he, however, having known me my whole life, he does know that I've said that I was here or there or different places. So he really does know about all of that. It's going out there, sharing it more with others in a more open way that <laughs> that makes him a bit uncomfortable. But that's okay. That's it's okay. It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. You know, more of this needs us. to come out because, well, you know, it's absolutely for us. And we are working through, through that, through the mud to be the lotuses that open up the clear water above. That's who we are. That's who we are. The jewel in the heart of the lotus. The transmitters. That is, that is who we are as when we connect on it, transmuters perfect perfect. And how beautiful that you and Mark have created this incredible space for these years and now in this way 
to attract um, by the law of attraction, et cetera, et cetera, and, and vibration, uh, the transmuters. And I, and I thank you and I appreciate it. Oh, I love you. So, yeah, we're going through oh. stuff. I love you too. I love you both. I think you're incredible and incredible couple. A power couple of a very special kind. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man, and great individuals. Is... Thank you so much. And likewise, uh, you you have uh, knowing you has enriched our lives and and helping us sh share our message by sharing your message you. has helped a lot of people. I can't wait to get this published and get even more people to um, just just called to these helpful words and these. These little hints and, and ways to survive this earth school. Because we need it. We need pointers all the time. Yes, it is. It is a survival effort. And boy, oh boy, people have been slugging through a lot of mud this week. And I myself, which is why I've tried to keep my posts light as a counterbalance or give positive suggestions because I knew the other stuff was going to be there <laughs> you know it was it's there and um, but we'll get through the other side and we'll get above it we'll rise above it all and there you go and uh, it was wonderful to hear Soraya um, sorting through things and and making her voice heard absolutely beautiful it's a beautiful thing. Thank you oh so much, God. Deborah. Yeah, I, and, and I couldn't as, believe as, when uh, she was talking about being in the woods. <laughs> it's crazy. And as um, the I, you know the 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 branch has been extended to you. I hope that uh, you will also join us with your own show on Open Lines Radio. I think that you we need to hear your voice weekly. So, um, I know I've talked to you about it before. I'm putting you on the spot know, in front I of so God and everybody. That. She's got a lot of irons and a lot of fires too. She's a lot like Soraya in that she's like, she's working on like a million different things. But but when you're ready, we're ready. And I'm getting going, but it's no. Thank you, thank you, and I'm bowing to you each. You know, a little namaste there. Thanks, Deborah. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, my friends. Oh wow, man! You know, that you know was something. So great. Every... She's always so great. Love you, Deb. And she even like puts her mindfulness into her Instagram. She's like, no, I'm not gonna even let it go there. Sometimes you just want to rant, and no one will listen to your voice. And so, like, you think about taking it to Insta, and then you're like, mindful, mindful social media. You know, every time I think that there, this isn't worth the work that it's goes into difficult. doing it, like it's something hard. like this comes along and it just makes it feel... The extension cord set up and the... It it's, it's a lot, but and, it's great. But then you have an, an episode like this and you think, all right, this is, this is why. Where would we be without it? I don't know. That was so cool. All right, I'm gonna, this is a lot to process. Um, yeah, like I say, I just like... I suddenly felt this like intense urge to like definitely get this published and just out there like there's someone really in need of it. 
the the best way to listen to replays is to download the SoundCloud app to your telephone, which we won't have here in the future because it'll be in our head. But in the meantime, download the SoundCloud, follow Open Lines Radio, and you can listen to everything. It's the easiest way. Um, also, download Mixler and listen to us live on Thursday nights at 7 p.m., on Sunday nights at 9 p.m., and Monday mornings at 7 a.m., and more to come. Anything else to say? Love y'all. We'll talk Appreciate y'all. We'll talk to you soon. Say in her voice, in her way, that she love me. With her eyes, with her smile, with her belt, with her hands, with her money. I am the thesis of her prayers. Her nieces and her nephews are just pieces of the layers. Only one she loves as much as me is Jesus Christ and Taylor. I got a future song singing for my grandma. You sing it too, but your grandma ain't my grandma. Mine's is handmade, pan fried, sun dried, south side, and beat the devil by a landslide, praying with her hands tied. President of my fan club, Santa, something told me I should bring my money. Gotta move it slowly, taking in my body like it's holy. I've been waiting for you for the whole week. I've been praying for you on my Sunday. Can't you gotta move slowly, taking in my body. On Monday, if I had tweaked and missed you You look so good with the hat on Had to match with the shoes Came and dressed in the satin I came and sat in your pew I come to Christmas for dinner Fifty rolls on my plate Hella holes in my stocking Holding your pockets in place I like my love with the budget I like my hugs with a scent You smell like light gas While the electricity rent You sound like why the gospel choir Got so tired Singing this crazy daily basis So I gotta try it You my dream catcher Dream team team captain Matter of fact, I ain't I ain't seen you in a minute, let me take my butt to church You better come on in, come on in this house It's gonna rain, it's gonna rain Holy, I've been waiting for you for the whole week. I've been praying for you on my Sunday. Can you, you gotta, gotta move, move slow?